Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle, as well as the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. Communicate with other Heat fans and with us. We've got 10 channels up there now. We've got a Draft Prospects channel there, too. So getting you ready for June. You can check that out. Again, $2.99 per month. If you do it on your laptop, on Apple phones, it's $3.99. So we recommend the laptop. Trust me, once you join, nobody leaves. It's like Hotel California. Check it out. Our new Discord link is posted right here on the podcast feed, as well as the YouTube descriptions and the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, who's Water Cleanup. You can find them at water cleanup florida or wcufl.com that's wcufl.com get the preventative maintenance make sure that you're detecting for any leaks in your place because you don't want to have to clean it up after the fact although they do a good job of that as well they'll do the damage assessments for you if anything happens but again insurance companies don't always take care of you so reach out to michael robert and his team again it's wcufl.com they're based in boca raton they got more than 75 five-star reviews on google just good people if they can't do the job, they'll tell you, but most jobs they can take care of, and they service all the counties here in South Florida. Check them out, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power. Have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. we got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305. Alex Toledo, you can follow at Tropical Blanket. And Greg Sylvander, you can follow at Greg Sylvander. The first half, or actually the first two-thirds of the season, is over with. It's the all-star break. This used to come at the midway point. It doesn't anymore. So there's not a whole lot of season left when the Heat come back. They've got 27 games left. They've played 55. They're 30 and 25, the same record that they took into the break last time. They are currently in a play in spot, although they're just a half game behind Indiana for six. Philadelphia and New York have both been free falling a little bit of late. So Miami has made up some ground on both of those teams with their two game road trip sweep. They went into Milwaukee and Philadelphia, won both games without Jimmy Butler, Kerry Rozier. And Josh Richardson. So what we're going to do here today, we did not prep for this, except I told the other hosts here what we were going to do. First, we're going to draw lots. You ready? Greg, pick a number between one and four. Three. All right. Brady, pick a number between one and four. One. All right. Alex, pick a number between one and, well, either two or four. Those are your choices. All right. Greg, you're up first. 
Duncan Robinson oh, needs to start. To topic yet. I didn't even get a topic yet. You got to let me get the topic. Okay, well, okay. I got the parameters here. I apologize. What has to change in the last third of the season? Now, go. Duncan Robinson better start and play a prominent role in everything that happens with this damn basketball team from now to the end of the season. Sorry, I was so excited to get that takeoff. I I just went Leroy Jenkins on this thing. Um, that That's where I'm at. I just feel like everything – Spo said it the other night. Everything looks smoother. Everything looks cleaner. But also the records indicate it. Every time he plays well, whether he scores 20 or he scores 18 or more, you know, the record indicates that he's playing well. But also um, when he starts – what was the record 14 and five or something like that. Now to me, it's just every indication is that everybody, even your two best players, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo will operate better with Duncan Robinson on the court. So I just, I'm not hearing anything about a lineup change that includes him going back to the bench. All right. Now this is the part where we challenge you. You ready? So I'll go first uh, and demonstrate how we can do this. And then Brady and Alex will follow. And by the way, I'm next on the docket. So uh, I go after Greg with mine. So Alex and Brady will be after the break in that order, by the way. Brady's closing. Um, Greg, I'll challenge you on this. At some point, if you're going to start Duncan Robinson, somebody has to sit. So who is it? Because is it is it Terry Rozier? And you're going with Hero and Robinson in the backcourt? Is it? I don't know, uh, Caleb Morton, and then you're playing Jimmy Butler at the four. Or is it, I don't know, number 14? Whatever has how to happen. That, okay, well, no, no. How, how does it happen, though? I mean, how far are you willing to go with this take? If you're saying that Duncan needs to start, I'm with you on playing a prominent role. No question about it. I mean, the numbers say it. We've said that. Uh, the eye test says it. Everything says it. Spo knows it. Nobody's nobody is is blind to the fact that this team needs Duncan Robinson spacing and honestly that he needs to start to be effective. It seems like because he's been much better as a starter than he's been as a reserve. And I don't think it's a coincidence. But how far do you go? I think you start Tyler and Duncan together. I, I don't know why everyone's so critically afraid of this. I think we need to start to maybe embrace it a little bit more and let those guys figure it out. I mean, like they're professionals. Like I, I know that. People are going to say they'll get picked on, so you'll have to stagger stuff later on in games, etc. I'm talking about to set the tone, to get the game started, to get everybody playing as their best selves. I just don't see a situation where Duncan Robinson's not included in that equation, and that includes starting the game right from jump. And so if it's Tyler and Duncan together, that's fine by me. If Terry uh, is more open-minded to a bench role because he's new to the environment, great. Um if it's Caleb Martin and you make Jimmy have to guard up a bit more, you know what? Like you, you're probably trending in that direction in the back half of his career anyway. So let's just get to it. Um, I'm pretty firm on this take and considering I was the trade Duncan Robinson guy for about uh, 18 months straight. Uh, it's pretty remarkable that I've come all the way around to this side, but that's where I'm at. Alex, uh, you got something for Greg? No, I'm actually kind of with them like I, I think that's something that they should explore because it's and Spo conceded it the other day like their offense is better when Duncan Robinson is on the floor and I think that's been evident for years now 
And I, I, you know, what? I don't blame Spo for trying to, you know, do the best to get the most out of his guys and put them in uncomfortable positions so that they can grow as players, which is kind of what's been happening with Tyler and Bam, where we've all said, you know, maybe they're doing a little bit too much as far as, uh, you know, responsibility and usage. And I, I, I feel that way as well. But I think the, the, the reason for that is to try to make those guys better players. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, since I haven't thrown one in here in a long time now, um, the offense functions better without, I mean, with Duncan on the floor. And I think you can make it work with both of those guys. And um, funny enough, the lineup that would probably start if you did start Tyler and Duncan and sent Terry to the bench, which would be Tyler, Duncan, Jimmy, and Caleb with Bam, that lineup has only played nine minutes together this season. So I would love to see more of that. Um, I, I think that type of lineup could work because, and I know people are like uh, clamoring for Jovich instead of Caleb. And look, I, I love what Jovich is brought. I want him to keep playing. Um, I think you need a point of attack defender in that lineup. And I think Caleb has been good as of late, uh, kind of getting back to the defensive identity there. And I, I would like to see what they can do. I just think in general, and this is why maybe we should have um, gathered the notes on what we were all going to bring. Cause I was going to talk about, no, don't, no, 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 no. You can't, no, yeah, I'm gonna no, have no, to change no. it up because it's too similar now to Leif. So I, I'm already going to my back. I, I, we, we, we drew lots. That, that's, that's how this works. It's just that uh, you, you deal. No, Alex, just hold the thought, hold the thought because there's, you're going to be able to come back at me with something also. Brady, anything for Greg quickly here before I, I get mine off. I mean, it's definitely not crazy, but I think there, this is kind of what I talked about last night where it's like the, the thing about, what you think, what we think should change or what we think is abs- like actually going to change. Because like this is one of those things that I think we're all saying that this should change, but I just don't believe it will. I don't think this ever comes into fruition fully. Uh, we talk about the Jimmy at the four thing. If you're talking about starting Terry, Duncan, and Tyler, like they're not going to be able to do that against some of these top teams. Like They're going to be able to hunt them at such a level that they're just not going to be able to run those type of lineups. Now, if you do two of them, We've seen that can work. We've seen that you could put a specialist next to Terry or Tyler and maybe be able to do it. And now you're talking about having that that kind of difficult discussion to kind of move one of those guys to the bench. We're back to that that topic from before. So they can do it. Maybe they they should do it, but I don't think it happens. <laughs> I don't think there's any way Terry Rizier is going to come off the bench. And I don't Fair think enough. there's any way I, I don't think there's any way Tyler Hero is going to come off the bench. So where I'm at with you, and then I'll pivot to mine here, is he needs to figure out a way to get Duncan 25 minutes regardless, like regardless, like that to me, that's been a big problem. Like when he doesn't start, he seems to forget about him. He brings him in ninth. He brings him in 10th. He needs to come in earlier. He needs to let him get warm and they need to do something about his play when he does come off the bench, because he's not been the same guy. It's not, it's not the counting stats. It's the percentages they're down. Uh, when he comes off the bench, it's like he can't find a rhythm with the guys that he's in there with, and he kind of goes into a shell. They need him to be at his best. I do think they should find a way to start him. I would probably look at Jimmy at the four. I don't think that that's actually going to happen. I agree with uh, with Brady on that. Here's mine. This has been consistent since the start of the season. I'm not changing it. Their best player needs to be one of the five best players in the Eastern Conference the rest of the way. No excuses, no bullshit. I understand the personal stuff. That's that's fine. Whenever he's back from that, Jimmy Butler needs to play like a 1A all the time. <laughs> all the time. He needs to play like a 40-plus million dollar player all the time. There's nothing to save it for at this point. This may be the end of the run 
Okay. Mm -hmm. There is no tomorrow, right? Like everybody was, for those who watch Rocky, okay, Carl Weathers passed away recently. There's no tomorrow. Like this is it. I mean, like we talk a lot about getting Jimmy help and all this stuff. Jimmy's best help is Jimmy. And, And he needs to be elite. He needs to be elite the rest of the way. Like they cannot win with him. Bam and Tyler, I hate to say it, and we've talked about this. Can they take the next step? Alex, you've talked about this a lot. We got sick of watching the two of them try to carry. They are not ready to carry this franchise over the finish line. They're not. They're not. Bam's a great player. I'm higher on Tyler than a lot of people are. They can't do it. They need Jimmy to do it. He's still the engine of this thing. And when the engine is kind of sputtering or in neutral, they don't perform. Okay? So whenever it is that he's ready to come back, he needs to play at a Giannis level. He needs to play at a healthy Embiid level. He needs to play at a Tatum level. They can't win without it big. Yes, they can win a couple games on the road like they did on this road trip. Yes, they can rally around other guys. They can play a different style. But in the playoffs and leading up to the playoffs, when the game slows down, he's the guy that knows how to hunt the mismatches. He's the guy that gives them confidence. They rode him to the finals last year, even when he was gimpy in the Eastern Conference Finals, because they believed he was going to do it, even when he couldn't anymore. They need that player. This player that we were starting to see before he took the hiatus, and again, we understand the hiatus, and you know whatever he needs to do to come, you know, be able to come back in the right frame of mind, he needs to do. They need to give him more time. That's fine. But whenever it is that he comes back, we need to see playoff Jimmy from day one. No more waiting. This team can't wait for him anymore. To me, and nothing else matters. They can they can reshuffle their deck around this thing. But Duncan Robinson, love it. Ain't leading you to a championship. Tyler Hero ain't leading you to a championship. Bam Adebayo is not ready to lead you to a championship as a one A. They have one guy who's capable of doing it, and he needs to do it. All right, come at me. I don't think we have much to come at you for, except I would say you said top five in the Eastern conference. And I'll say he has to be top five league wide. Like that's how good he has to be for the rest of the way. I'll go that hot take at back at you. That's fair. That's fair. As a two way player. I'm not, I'm not expecting him to score like Luca. No. Okay. Not at all. In the Jimmy Butler ways. or, Or like, or like Steph. But I'm saying as a two-way player, he needs to be there with Tatum, Giannis, etc. The thing is, Ethan, you're not the one that's setting the bar. Jimmy already like set the bar. Like he's the one that set the bar for himself. Where you look at last year, he was hovering around the same points per game that he is right now. He was at around 21 to 22 points per game. Post All-Star break last year, he was close to 26 points a game. Like this wasn't just as much as we talk about the playoff Jimmy thing, it's it's also the pre-playoff Jimmy. Like there's this a bit of a ramp up once the All-Star break happens, which he's talked about last year around Ulster break where he was like like basically okay I'm gonna start trying again I'm gonna play basketball for real now but it's like legit like that's what he does right now so I'm glad you went there because that was kind of at the top of my list they need him to ramp up it's not even the the standings thing for me it's the fact that he needs to be in that mindset he needs to be in type of in that role because if you know this is a great run that they're on right now they won five of their last seven Guys are playing well, but the truth is, like, when they've had all their guys, there's still been problems. There's problems with which guy is where, what guy has this role, where the usage is at, etc. They need to set that tone now. They cannot wait to the playoffs to say, okay, well, Tyler, you're going to take a dip. Terry, you're going to take a dip. Like, no, that's going to happen right after All-Star break. Jimmy has to come out and start firing offensively. Alex, you got something for me before we go to break and then we get yours in? No, honestly, I think I'd rather just save it 
for, okay. <laughs> for the day because I feel like I don't want to. I feel like if I start going, I'm going to end up talking about. I, what I, I, talk I, about you, you know what? Know? Save it. Save it. Save it. We want to hear it in full. All right. We do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is our fantasy partner, Prize Picks. You can still use the code Five in the state of Florida. Yes, you can. Go to PrizePicks.com. Download the app from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. You can get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. No rollovers. Use the code five F I V E. They got all the all-star props on there right now. We're going to do some all-star shows this weekend. Slam dunk rising stars. You can play Jaime on there. Uh, obviously bam in the all-star game. We know that the all-star game is not really suited to him. You might want to play him under, but we'll see. You got to go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E also at better edge where you should use the code five RSN or five, the number five reasons. Get $20 to play, and actually, Sean Rochester and I, today, we're working on a tournament, which all four of us are going to enter, as well as others from the Five Reasons Sports Network, uh, with prizes and all kinds of other stuff for All-Star Weekend. So check it out, betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN, or 5Reasons, and get $20 to play. This is legal, peer-to-peer sports betting. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. All right, Alex, you're up. So, um, honestly, this is kind of an extension of what Leif was talking about earlier. Uh, I think, it, but it's it's honestly even more big picture than just Duncan, but Duncan is a huge, huge part of it because I think they need to emphasize the ball movement and player movement that they and just kind of keep doing what they've been doing as of late without Jimmy. And I fear that it's too, it's too much easier said than done because we've seen these types of stretches every single regular season without Jimmy. And I think there is an inherent sort of like 
con style i mean um conflict of styles right because they they're they're kind of have two different offensive identities when they're playing with or without jimmy butler and i think it's really hard to mesh the two right because it's like you can do one thing when jimmy's on another thing when jimmy's off but it's it's kind of tough to balance and i don't think there is an easy answer there but i do think they should do their damnedest or their darndest to make that happen and to kind of extend what's been going on lately because to me like they're not a great pick and roll team and that's just kind of what i was thinking about and then i go and looked at the numbers and shout out um centersculture.com the heater are 20th when it comes to pick and roll points per possessions and you can whether you um, filter it to points per possessions off the pick and roll ball handler or the roll man it's 19th or 20th 20th overall and they're not not that they run that like the most in the league or anything they're kind of middle of the pack as far as frequency um of pick and rolls but i think like that has kind of even though the tyler and bam stuff i think has been better as of late i think they should almost just lean even more so into like the movement stuff and i think a lot of it really starts with duncan robinson and um I, i'm with you ethan that i think that he should be playing 25 or more regardless because he's that impactful to their offense and they it's just frankly, an offense that needs him out there. We've been saying that for this entire Jimmy era, pretty much, except for the times when it was Max Struess instead of him. And uh, when you go and look at, you know, in comparison to their pick and roll stuff, their handoff stuff, right? Like they run about the ninth most ninth most handoffs per, I mean, um, in the league. And then impact-wise, they're about, let me see, sorry, uh, top eight. So... I just say, you know, to me, lean into what you're good at. I think that's always in kind of like their bread and butter on offense is the Duncan Bam two-man game. And I think not only that, but the way that Tyler has been playing as of late has been fantastic. I love what I've seen out of him. I love the way he's making quick decisions and um, kind of, I think, just orchestrating better. Not that he is like the sole guy running their offense, but he is not out there holding the ball. He's not out there settling for shots. I don't feel like he's dribbling for too much. I feel like his touches are shorter and that's a good thing. It isn't, it's not a disrespectful thing to say like, Oh, you should have the ball in your hands a little bit less. It's just playing into the strengths. And I think Tyler has been doing a better job of that as of late. And it's looking like, I feel like it's turned him into a, a more well-rounded player because the the playmaking comes easier. The, the shot making comes easier when everything is just quick and you're, you're not trying to kind of create something out of nothing. And I think their handoff game is just more, it leads more into that than I think the pick and roll. And then another aspect of this is the post-up. And this is obviously where, where it has to do with Bam. Because, I mean, he's not the only one that gets post-ups on this team. Jimmy does, and, you know, Hawkins has seen it every now and then. But I think the the volume of Bam post-ups has come down as the season has gone along, and I think rightly so, and I hope that keeps happening. Not because I think Bam can't generate, like, uh, shots out of a post-up, but I just don't think it's good enough to, you know, be running it a lot especially not with um, the starting lineup if you're going to have, like, your best players there. I think maybe that's something you do more with some of those BAM-led bench units every now and then. But, you know, looking at their post-up impact, they're 23rd in points per possessions off of post-ups, and that includes everybody, not just BAM. But BAM is the one who gets the majority of them. And then, I, and then like I said, with Jimmy. But Jimmy posts up smaller guys, and they try to do that with BAM sometimes with the cross screens, but I think it kind of gets stagnant. And it turns Bam into a one-on-one player who settles for middies. And I think it kind of takes out the dynamicism of his game. Whereas, weirdly enough, right, because we always talked about too much handoff and Bam needs to do more one-on-one stuff. I kind of think they need to go back to that because I think they just move better as a team when they're when Bam is, like, playing that 
Draymond on steroids type of role, right? And it's not a bad thing. Like, Bam can do more than Draymond, but it really emphasizes the ball movement and player movement. And I think they need to go back to that. Like, the post-ups and the pick-and-rolls, to me, should just, like, they should still be happening. But I would bring that down and just try to kind of sell out on ball movement and player movement because I don't think they have a lot of one-on-one talent outside of, you know, Jimmy on a switch, Terry against a slower guy. Like, they're not guys who can just beat your man. And um, really, I think that's the most important thing because I, I think on the defensive end, like I've always hammered, they've been kind of getting back into, our, into their, their identity there. And I feel like that's kind of getting figured out. To me, like, the question remains, can you mold, can, can you run this sort of movement style with Jimmy. And I almost think like that first season was the mold for that. Cause I do think that was when they had like the nicest balance between Jimmy's game and the movement game. And I think you got to try to replicate some of that. Uh, Brady, before we get to yours, uh, I'm just going to let, because again, this is more of a, a strategy type topic. Uh, how, how do they get to what Alex is talking about? Well, it's funny when he was talking about it, I was thinking before about, we brought up before, like, what's different when guys are out for the Heat? Like, what changes? And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that changes. And I think back to like a couple of years ago when they went on that that big run in December, January without Jimmy and Bam, and it was a lot of Kyle and Tyler. Uh, they, like, leaned into a lot of mid-post stuff. They leaned into ball movement. They leaned into that all of that stuff that it feels like they, as we said to start the show, like, they lean into different styles depending on who's playing. And it does feel like the ball movement is is kind of the – should be the – constant for them no matter who is playing mm-hmm. now the question is there is so much usage to go around when we're talking about jimmy bam terry and tyler that it's almost hard to to do it consistently but i guess the easy way to do it when you're not using pick and rolls and stuff is you just have to generate a ton of paint touches so almost mm-hmm. ties into your point ethan like you're the one you were talking about the changes mm-hmm. like in theory it doesn't have to be jimmy post all-star break dropping mm-hmm. 26 a game it just has to be him aggressive, getting into the paint, right. collapsing a defense, right. defense, and then the ball is moving around, and, and you're kind of in that that range. So it'll be an interesting factor because it does feel like all this stuff could play into each other. But I am interested to see that they're not really a team that's should probably be running as many pick and rolls as they do at times. I think there are certain things they should, like Tyler and Bam. I feel like they've gotten away from, or there's other pick and rolls that I feel like they're leaning into too much. That it's almost like okay, get into a little bit of a different range. So. I mean, that's kind of ties in also what I said before about figuring out roles. They need to figure out who is where and, and lean into a certain thing. So ideally, they have a decently healthy stretch post-All-Star break because it's just tough to figure out this style when you constantly have one or two guys out of your rotation. All right. Well, we're going to go right back to you here. Okay. So uh, you're, you're taking multiple shots here to close. So uh, so so far, we've got we've got Duncan, more of a role for Duncan. Uh, we've got Jimmy turning up and not turning down, and we've got ball and, and uh, ball and player movement here. What's yours? So I'm going to bounce off of Greg's a little bit, and I'm going to talk about the starting lineup. I think Nicole Jovic needs to start. Like that's kind of the point I'm at where I look at this roster and we look at the starting four position, and they have a bunch of guys they can funnel through. We're sitting here talking about bumping Jimmy to the four. Caleb's playing the four. Could Haywood was Haywood was closing at the four last game I just think it's at the point now where you need to play this guy like there's just a talented guy that's at the end of your rotation or end of your roster that you're not utilizing that needs playing time to find his rhythm and build it and he plays super well next to your best players like you have guys even like Tyler who was sitting there after game saying he's starting the Nikolajovic fan club uh then you look at numbers where it's 
This season, Jovic and Bam have 120 offensive rating and a 104 defensive rating. You add Jimmy into that lineup, it goes up to 124 offensive rating and I think around 105 defensive rating. The numbers on it are great. And I know the sample size isn't insanely crazy because he only plays, it feels like, when they're undermanned. But they the offense flows so much better when he's in there, depending on even when he's not shooting well. Like this this last game against Philadelphia, I know he he didn't play a ton of minutes, but his impact out there, like the, the ball moves, they play a faster pace, they play into a certain style. And the biggest thing, more than anything, is okay, they want to play more defenders. They want to play certain guys like the band that can switch and everything. Well, you can do that if he starts because you can tame his minutes. You could say, okay, well, we don't want to go in this direction right now because he's having a little bit of a slow game. We play him for six minutes, then the rest of the the however many minutes are left, you go and you lean into the rest of the guys, and then you start him in the third and see if he can find a flow and you repeat. They've done it before. They've done this this style many times next to Bam, where they play these guys to start the quarter, and none of them were as talented as Nikola Jovic. Not even close, and they were definitely not as young as him. So I just think they're at the point now where they need to kind of lean into that. And it, he is not a guy that's – when we're talking about the Jimmy up, uptick and kind of him getting the ball in his hands, it's definitely not going to get in Jimmy's way because Jimmy loves the guy. And Jimmy likes playing next to him because he's going to get him the ball. And they could be unique with the stuff they run. I don't know. I just think it makes way too much sense. And we'll see if Spo does it. This is another case, even though I challenged Greg on saying, you know, it's something we want to see versus something that they, they that we're going to see. This is also probably a part of that. But – I just think it's it's at the point now where they need to reevaluate some things. All right, so I'm going to ask that question to close. So so hold that thought. Just uh, but interesting. None of us got into Hakez in any way. Um, none of us got into the hot topic on Twitter, which is Tyler playing at a certain level or playing a certain way. I know we touched on it a little bit with the coming off the bench, and none of us talked about Terry Rozier's health which, again, we're taking a little bit for granted now that he's going to come back okay. That looked pretty bad about a week ago. Uh, and and sort of what he provides at the point guard position after we were all critical of their play at the point guard position prior to getting Terry Rozier, and none of us even mentioned the fact that he needs to shoot a little better than 30%, that these shots need to start dropping. So there's other things that can go right for this team, and that's why I do feel this team still has upside, even though they come into tonight 18th in the league in net rating, just – uh, point zero uh, point two plus zero point two. At least they're a plus now. Only two teams have have worse records than them that have better net rating. So they've squeezed out a little bit more, but not a lot. Okay, beyond that. But it's interesting. We, we didn't really mention those three guys. But let's close with this: of the four things that we mentioned, which is the most likely, and which is the least likely. We're going to do this quickly. We've got Duncan Robinson playing a more prominent role. We've got Jimmy Butler turning it up consistently as soon as he's back until the finish of this thing. We've got them actually maintaining ball and body movement regardless of who they have on the floor. And we've got Jovic starting. Most likely. You do most likely, Greg. Go ahead. The most likely is that Jimmy is going to become playoff Jimmy. Cause it's Jimmy Butler. I'm not betting against him. Y'all go ahead if that if you want to, but not me. Alex, least likely. I'm going back and forth between. Actually, I'm just gonna say it's good. It's Jovic. It's Jovic. <laughs> it's Jovic. <laughs> I, I want I Jovic know. to play. 
I want him to play it personally. And I, I, I don't think it should be a thing where it's either he starts or he doesn't play. And I know Spo loves to do that. And I always defer to Spo. Spo's a genius, all that stuff. Okay. I'm not here to like trash Spo. I, I, I would like for him to like find a way to play him. If, if you don't feel good starting him when everybody's back, because it's like you have the Tyler and Terry thing. I mean, Duncan is a, is a candidate. Hawkins is a, is a guy who started in, you know, when guys have been in and out. Like they have plenty of guys who can start. Obviously, Caleb and Haywood have started. And so has Jovic, but I don't think it should be a matter where he should he only gets to play if he starts. I think he's shown, as we've talked about recently, like he can play um, with some of their bench units. And uh, really, like, I just don't think it's that likely, though. I don't think it's I don't feel as confident that he is going to be a staple in their 10 man rotation when everybody is back because of, you know, the the way that Josh was playing, the way that Terry. I mean, Terry is going to be a starter regardless, but I'm saying like they basically took Haywood out of their 10 man. So that makes me feel, you know, when the last time that they were healthy. So that makes me feel less confident that Jovic is going to find a way in there. But I, I hope they do. I think he could be a helpful player off the bench too. Well, and you know, Josh Richardson was taken out of the rotation briefly too, before he got hurt. And then he's another piece. And by the way, that they really can quick, add back. The Jovic is a big part of like what I was talking about before too, with the ball moving and player movement. He is easily one of their like most yeah. natural movers. And it's, well, that, that, well, that, but but that see that's the thing, Jovic and Duncan make all their lineups better, offensively, right? The question is, and this, and we'll close with this. And thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge Prize Picks Award Cleanup. Is the defense rounding into enough shape lately that Spoke can finally lean offense and put these guys out there in Jovic and Duncan? who make your offense flow better, help create some of that movement, help create some of that space. And you know what that comes down to in a lot of ways? Is Jimmy Butler going to play elite defense along with Bam? Is he going to give that effort? And so I'm going to roll it right back to here. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. It's been Jimmy. It's always Jimmy. This is his era for a reason. He likes Jovic. Okay. Uh, He needs to help carry this thing over the finish line, okay, with whatever group's out there with him. But ultimately, if if he and Bam defend at an elite level all the time and they can play, and Caleb's been defending better of late as well, and Haywood, they have enough there. I think Spo does need to lean offense. I think then you get what Alex is talking about. I think then obviously what Greg's talking about is a big part of it. What Brady's talking about is a big part of it. It comes back to Jimmy. And I, I, I think they have enough – to make it difficult on anybody in the Eastern Conference. But we've also seen the inconsistency when everybody is healthy. And this is another one of those teams. We said it last year before the play-in. This team could get knocked out in the play-in or they could go to the finals. And they're at exactly the same place. All right, thanks to Alex. Thanks to Brady. And thanks to Greg. Thanks to all of our, our followers. Make sure you check our coverage out over the weekend. Rising Stars, Slam Dunk. All-Star Game. He'd have representation in all of them. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fivers and Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.